It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello everybody, welcome back to the Total Liverpool podcast. We're back to talk the review from the Crystal Palace game. And lads, I think a good place to start would be with the back line for me. I thought they they were really, really impressive. I thought Alisson was, was really good. And it, you know, it was a chop and change back line. Samiskas coming in for Robbo. Canate getting his first start. Verge coming back in after missing the Champions League. And James Milner starting at right back after Trent was um, sick before the start of the game. So that's why he didn't start because I believe that he was going to start until he, he sort of became ill. Adam, how, um, you know, we were at the game. How impressed were you with the, with the back line yesterday? Uh, yesterday? Um, it, it, it was brilliant. And I think I was saying to you and, and to a couple of others um, just before kickoff, uh, it's... There's, I think the main questions around Liverpool has always been the squad depth in comparison to your Chelsea, Man United and Man City. And, and, and I think that's sort of the key area we look at when we think if, if something's going to let us down in terms of not being able to bring home silverware this season, that's going to be it. So I think the fact that we were able to completely change the back line, um, all four different personnel come in and still win after an, you know, a, a, an equally great performance on, well, not equally actually, <laughs> the weekend was better, but you know, we, we won two games back to back, completely changing the back line, making six changes in total. Um, you know, and we just we just looked solid yet again. Um, I thought Canate looked a little bit shaky in the first half. I thought he, yeah. he took a bit of time just to ease into the game. Um, but what I, I saw from from Virgil was was brilliant. He, he, you could literally see him coaching him through that first half and easing him into it, um, which I thought was was more quality leadership shown by Virgil Van Dijk um, as a potential future captain to Liverpool. Um, but yeah, overall, I think I think we were we were really really good. Obviously, we're going to cover Milner and, and how he handled Zaha, um, and also another great performance from uh, from Costas Dimakas as well, um, and of course Allison as well with a with a couple of brilliant saves. Yeah, I'd have to agree. Yeah, I mean when I know we were we were waiting outside the ground and the team come out and you know we were a bit sort of skeptical looking at Milner against Zaha, especially after how well Zaha performed last week against Spurs. It was a bit sort of. 
uh, worried about that. Um, but I, I thought I thought he, he handled him, him excellently. Deej, what were your thoughts, mate, on on the defensive performance yesterday? It's, it's a weird uh, a weird game for me this one because I, I got the first two thirds of it on the Talksport app in the car while the missus had the dogs in the vets, um, <laughs> and then got home and managed to catch the final the final third of the game. Uh, but it sounded like we were very very shaky at the back to start the game with. I mean, obviously, Allison had to pull off a couple of wonderful saves early in the game. Uh, that's why you have a keeper like Allison is to do things like that. Uh, but I think my opinion on on the like the wholesale changes, I'm just really glad we have cover for Robbo that isn't Milner. Because, yeah. uh, I mean, Milner played a huge portion of his, his Liverpool career as a left-back when Moreno wasn't good enough, right? Um, and then you think right-back, you'd think, okay, well, we've got Joe Gomez that can play there. We've got Connor Bradley coming through. Uh I know, let's stick Milner there. And he, he did an absolutely great job. Uh, I mean, I think I think it seems like the plan is that Gomez is going to be a centre-back. We're not really going to use him out on the right much at all. Because, uh, I mean, why would you play Milner ahead of somebody who's played right-back consistently before? Um, so, yeah, it looks like Gomez is being safe for centre-back. But I think overall, as a performance through the game, especially when I started actually being able to see the players do things and not just hear them, uh, hmm. defensively, we were we were great, and Palace were very creative. They were uh, Connor Gallagher's amazing. I, I I secretly want us to buy him at some point. I, I genuinely do think he's he's a star of the future. Um, but I mean, especially when Odson Edward came on, uh, he, he had nothing. Like I mean, he had a couple of chances where he he took maybe a bit too heavy a touch. But mm. compared to the chances he could have had if people like Canate and Verge weren't just stopping things, I mean, how big is Canate? He's huge. He's a unit. He is a unit, yeah. He's bigger than Verge. And I think the, the thing that made it stand out the most was that free kick where the wall jumped and it was almost like a mountain. Canate in the middle, like head and shoulder. <laughs> takes the ball on his chest and whacks it out. Yeah, I, I, I'm chuffed with our defensive situation at the moment. I really am. Compared to last season where we were uh, chopping and changing with midfielders in there and then bringing in the youth and whatnot, having like... S- multiple senior players in every position is amazing and the depth, the depth can only be good for us yeah i'd have to agree lads i think that the depth was on show yesterday you know a lot of people sort of online make a, a comment about liverpool's depth and oh it's not good enough blah 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 but i thought yesterday the players that came in did a standout job and like you said Deej, it's nice to see someone understudy for robbo that's not like milner Simicus come in yesterday, had a couple of nervy moments, but in general he was fine. Looked really good down that left hand side as well. Canate, I thought was brilliant, but for me, I thought James Milner. You know, he's what thirty six now, and he he seen. I think there's a picture circulating online of the the stats that he, he come up with yesterday, and I think he ran it. We go through uh, them, DJ, if you've got them, mate. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Hundred and thirteen touches, first place in the match. Sixty nine passes, nice. First place in the match. <laughs> Uh, 40 passes in the opposition half. First, like best player on the pitch for those as well. 13 crosses. Nobody else did better. Four tackles. Again, first. You can see a pattern here, right? Uh, <laughs> 10.93 kilometers covered, most covered by anybody. And 19 sprints, which again, more than anybody else on the pitch. I think Absolutely it's, bonkers. It's crazy. You know, we know how fit Milner is, but. You don't really appreciate it till you're sort of watching him, and, and watching him in the stadium is different to sort of watching him on TV because 
in the second half, Milner was was I was in the main stand, so he was directly underneath me the entire game, and to just watch him back and forth, up and down that line was 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 brilliant. And I, I thought he was he was my man of the match. Spoiler right there, he was my man of the match for the game. I thought he was he was class. Adam, what did you what did you think of Milner's individual performance? Um, I well, I thought I was a little bit. Um nervy before the game with how Milner would deal with the likes of Zaha because obviously we knew Zaha was going to be on that side um, and look you've covered we we all know how fit James Milner is it was just more the speed of Zaha that I was concerned about you know yeah. he can just get that that breakaway on Milner um, but look Milner he, he did such a good job of just getting really tight to Zaha every single time but not over committing because we all know and look I'm, I'm not going to going to plainly come out and say that Zaha's a diver but we love how much as I we know how much Zaha loves to go down um so Milner did a really really good job of just sticking really close to Zaha but not over committing not making mm-hmm. a, a silly foul um and, and obviously again by stay, staying so close not allowing Zaha to really use his pace or or trickery to get around him um I actually think um it should maybe be spoken about enough. We we often criticise Mo Salah a little bit for how little defensive work he does compared to Mane. Oh, he was brilliant yesterday, Mo, Mo, Mo Salah helped Milner out a lot yesterday with Zaha, mm. um, the way he was tracking back. And, and I remember one moment, literally right in front of me even, it was one of the very few times Milner did get beat and Salah was there just to mop it up. And then he yeah. did a little chop past Zaha and, and cleared the <laughs> ball away. I just, I just thought both of them two down that, down that right hand side were just absolutely brilliant yesterday. Uh, not yesterday, was it yesterday? When was it? Was it? My day was modelled up. Yesterday, mate. yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> long day for you, Adam. Long day for you. It was. I, 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 I thought, I thought, um, I thought Palace were, were a good side. You know, it's nice to see a Crystal Palace side play a bit of football and want to attack a team. You know, we're used to sort of the Roy Hodgson Palace where they're quite happy to sit back and. You know, just boot the ball to, to to Zaha. Just hope that he can do something. But I thought that Conor Gallagher was really good. DJ, I'd agree with you. I think he's a talent, a real talent, and he 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 made things go yesterday. And he was he was very very good. But moving on from the defence boys to the to the goal scorers, Mo Salah ninety nine Premier League goals for Liverpool, and Sadio Mane getting a hundred goals yesterday. Deej, I know you didn't see most of the game, but from what you saw, how, how impressed were you with, with the strikers yesterday? Massively so. Like I've, I've obviously seen the highlights since, so I've, I've seen all the goals. Um, mm. I, I only missed the, the Mane goal. The other two I, I managed to actually see. Managed to get back for them, yeah. Yeah, but the, the, uh, the sort of importance that those two players alone have really had for, for our team over the past, uh, what is it now, five years or so? Mm. been absolutely insane. And I, can't, I can't think now of any other wide forward that has the goal tally of Salah ever. And then in so second place, and I, th- I think then in second place, it's Mane. Mane so, yeah. I, I'm not just talking for Liverpool there. I'm talking like globally. I mean, I'm trying to think like, yeah, Hazard was pretty prolific for a period, but was he was he anywhere not near those numbers? Prolific? Not those numbers. So, so Mane, Haz- yeah. Hazard, Hazard never scored more than 16 in the league. Yeah, hmm. so, so so yeah, Salah and Mane are, are, are by far, I think, the, the two best wide forwards of this generation because uh, they're putting up centre-forward numbers from wide positions. And I know, I guess our system suits that because our front three kind of rotates quite a lot. Um, but yeah, I think Salah and Mane, that, especially Mane, their importance to, to Liverpool's success, I think, is quite understated. 
And I think the the sort of barren run of form that Mane had last season uh, has made a lot of fans and and rivals uh, rival fans alike kind of discount how good of a player he is and how important he is for us. I mean, even mm. when he isn't scoring, uh, he's just so unpredictable with his movement that he just makes things happen. Yeah. Uh, he terrorizes defenses, and I, I said I would not want to face up against Sadio Mane uh, running at me. <laughs> I think I probably dislike Mane running at me more than I dislike Salah running at me. Because with Salah, it's just like, all right, just don't let him get it on his left foot. With Mane, <laughs> you've no idea what he's doing. So. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you. And, and another, you know, the good thing for Mane is he, he loves a game against Palace. I think it was a nine, con- <laughs> nine consecutive games he scored against them now. Adam, uh, the front three, yes, well, we'll talk the front two of Salah and Mane. We'll talk about Jota in a moment, but uh, <laughs> Adam, the, the Salah and Mane, what, how impressed were you with them this week? Um, again, just to echo what Deej was saying, I, I think it's so understated how important these two have been um, to all of Liverpool's success over the past sort of, yeah, like, like four four years for Salah, five years for Mane. Um and and again, just 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 to sort of echo the importance on Mane because he maybe doesn't get enough enough credit compared to Salah because you know Salah's sort of the guy that gets all the glory because he, he tends to score most of the goals. Um, but it was only before last season, before Mane had the the bit of the you know the the struggles in front of goal that a lot of Liverpool fans were actually saying that Mane was a better player than Salah. Yeah, you know, it wasn't wasn't that long ago that, that a lot of those calls were being made, and and now we can see he's starting to come back to his best, and he's just he's just looking different gravy again, and, and really really top level, and we've seen that again. He came, he came on against um, AC Milan as a substitute, and the get complexion of the game completely changed. All of a sudden, Liverpool looked so fluid in front of goal and in that front three area, um, and and yesterday again, look. Every, everything we sort of create because we did let's not forget we really struggled in the first half we I think did, yeah. from the first half Crystal Palace I would say were the better team um, yeah. and, and yeah we did we did well to come up and, and Mane coming in clutch um, with a really really important goal because we probably didn't deserve to be leading at half time um, and those two everything we created in that second half came through those two again and you look it's just it is I think we've forgotten how good it felt to just see those two play at their best again for Liverpool at the same time um, and how unstoppable we genuinely feel at times. Like I'm sort of looking at the fixtures in the future now and I'm looking looking at them all and I'm starting to get that belief back from the season where we won the league and I'm thinking, I don't really see where we lose games here. Like that's going to be a win, that's going to be a win. That's And and it's just that belief of just having all of these players that are, are back on top form and, and back playing together again is really good to see. But what was the chant in the stands yesterday? The Reds have got no money, but we'll still win the league. But we'll still win the league. My favourite chant, honestly. It's my favourite chant. As as soon as I think it was like the second goal went in, it was about 85 minutes, wasn't it? That one in. It might have been a bit earlier, but yeah, that, that. I think that was going around the the, the entire time. Um, It was great. And, uh, as soon as as soon as the city result got announced yesterday as well, I don't know if you were still on the ground, Adam. As soon yeah. as it got announced, as the big roar went up, and every they, I, I didn't think it was as loud like then as it was during the game. It was just being chanted throughout. But but yeah, I think Sadio Mane yesterday was 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 wonderful. 
like you said, Deans, he's so unpredictable. You don't really know what he's going to do. And both of them were such instinctive goals as well, which was nice to see, you know, nice to see them in the right position. And, and finally, like, you know, the goals just go in, in that area. But Adam, I'd agree. I thought the first half I was watching, I was watching and I thought, you know, we'll be lucky. It could be a, a long sort of day. We might not get anything, especially obviously after the other man in the front three, Diego Jota missed, uh, I think, the miss of the season so far from three yards. It was, it was Adam, you had, a, you had a better view than me um, of that. Oh. Pro- it probably hit you, I think, that, that, that strike. Um, <laughs> it went over the top of me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Diego Jota obviously missing a, a, a big chance and, and out of the three yesterday up front, I thought he was, he was the weakest of the three, but I, I was still impressed by his movement and his work rate Adam what did you think of Jota's performance um, I, I have to be honest and I hate saying this I I thought he was terrible I mm. really like he, and, and some would argue he's not really been been great the couple, last couple of games um, but we, we we have had some tough fixtures so maybe you can give him give him a bit of uh, leeway there because look Jota wasn't when we brought Jota in he wasn't coming in to be uh, one of that front three. He obviously impressed us all tremendously by the way he started and the goals that he was scoring. But I think we forget that he wasn't, you know, he isn't on the same level as a Mane, a Salah, or, or even a Firmino. And and but look, that the, the chance that he got, it, I, I, I was already up celebrating. I, you know, yeah. the, the I was as well. I did as well. <laughs> um, I just I can't understand for the life of me how he missed it. Um, but I think you know, it's just it's just one of them where. I think he was having one of those games where he he wasn't looking great anyway and the miss sort of just it was the story of his game. Um I agree with you though. I think I think he was working hard like the work ethic was definitely there. Um for me I think that that should just come as standard at Liverpool though. Um yeah. You know if if you're not working hard you shouldn't be in the team to begin with. Um but I agree he was you know he, he was trying his best. He was trying to make things happen. It just it just wasn't really working for him yesterday. Um and and yeah, for that I, I just don't I don't think he had a very good game at all. Hmm. Yeah, he was obviously Dean Curtis Jones came on and and predictably played where you said he could slot in all along and went initially over to that left hand side of the front three. Do you think that's a long term solution for Liverpool, or do you think it's something think- that 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 we do until we bring in another forward? I definitely think it's a long-term solution. I think Curtis Jones is is the attacking side of his game is much stronger than the defensive side of his game, and uh, I mean he's he's obviously been training with people like Sadio Mane, and he's got that confidence and that cockiness to to provide uh, sort of the same unpredictability if if he wants to, uh, and he's got an absolute rocket of a shot on him as well. Mm. I mean, just uh, jumping back onto the Diego Jota points for a moment. A uh, good friend of mine is, is a Wolves fan. And when we signed him, I was like, ah, I've, I've kind of rated him while I've seen him play for Wolves. What do you think of him? And uh, he was he, his response was, uh, well, thanks for the 40 mil. Because, yeah, you might get a handful of good games out of him in a season. But then the rest of the time, he's, he's kind of anonymous. And now I think last season, uh, where he was sort of smattered with injuries and he had a few good games to start with, injured for a period, came back another couple of good games, injured for a period. I think that's kind of skewed people's expectation of what Diego Jota can provide. So mm. I think we, we got him at his good points last season and he was injured for his bad points. Now this season, if he stays fit the whole season, we'll get a real view of, of what we can actually expect from Diego Jota. Uh, so, I mean, I, I think that he's been poor the past two or three games. Uh, I'm hoping that that run comes to an end soon. 
But I'm like I was told by this this friend of mine uh, to expect relatively large periods of disappointment with Jota, uh, and I'm obviously training with better staff here, training with better players here. Hopefully, those periods will get shorter and shorter and shorter. But yeah. over the entire time at Wolves, that was the story for him. Like he'd come up with some like superhero moments, but then a lot of the time he he, he just wasn't around. Now, granted, we're playing in a slightly different position, so maybe maybe things will be slightly different. But uh, these these few games where he's, he's really just not been on the ball at all have, have started to make me think that maybe what this guy said had some had some credit to it. Yeah, I, I think um, I think he's still he's still got definitely got the attributes to be a wonderful Premier League footballer though. Mm-hmm. Um, and and as you said, look, being coached by Jurgen Klopp. Being around the players he's around, I'm, I'm sure he's going to come on leaps and bounds. He's he's still young as well, um, but yeah, no, it's I I think I probably agree with your friend there. It, I think a lot of Liverpool fans forget that Jota was came was supposed to come in as a replacement to the front three. Um, so I think to expect him to to be starting, obviously, while Mino's injured and and match those levels of Salah and Mane, it's just it's just not going to happen. I don't think. I mean, I think we'll get what we need out of him. We'll, we'll get what we need out of him because obviously he's yeah. he's mainly being rotated with Bobby. So I think if we get 10 goals out of him in a season, we've done well. And I think we'll get that even with his patchy performances recently. So I yeah. don't think there's anything to worry about. And he is what? He's only 24. So there's still... It's, it's still years. Yeah, we've still got years. He's young. Um, but yeah, so, so yeah, Jota's a bit... Uh, like that. that's a bit... Uh, a bit trying to clear up uh, the negativity I've seen around Jota. Because I mean, I, I love the guy to bits, but I mean, we've got to expect poor patches like this but yeah getting back to Curtis Jones I think that one of the main reasons that we're playing him up on the uh, the left wing position essentially or the, or the left forward position uh, is because uh, AFCON's coming up and we didn't sign anyone new uh, with Elliot being injured as well uh, he might not be back in time to cover for Salah on that right hand side which means Jota might have to play out on that right uh, with Curtis on the left and then Bobby in the middle or Origi in the middle if he's still here at, uh, through AFCON as well um, but I, th- I think we, we need that extra cover in the front three. I think Curtis Jones sort of being pushed up rather than being considered as a, a midfield option. I say that, though, when Origi got brought on, it was for Henderson Origi came on for, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, Jones sure went on to midfield, yeah. He's, he can still do both, but I think there's definitely a preference there to see him with his uh, his uh, flair out there on the left, uh, trying to bring bring other people into play and make things happen and, and try for a worldie every now and then himself. We might see him on on Wednesday or Tuesday with with the the Carabao Cup out there to give him ninety minutes. But moving on to that midfield, boys, Jordan Henderson's two hundredth game as captain of Liverpool, and I don't think it can be understated how good that man is, and how good a captain he is as well. Uh, Thiago obviously going off injured. We'll we'll talk about that as well, and and Fabinho just being generally. The, the, the world-class player we know he is. And obviously Naby Keita coming on and scoring an absolute rocket. But we'll start with Hendo. Adam, 200 games as Liverpool captain. How good is Jordan Henderson? Um, it, it's, it's almost too good to put into words. And I think I say that because when Gerard passed the armband over to Henderson, I, I think I'm probably safe in saying no, no one expected much you know we we certainly didn't expect what came <laughs> um but, but look it Henderson I think I think around that time and you sort of see from when he was first past the armband over to to where he is now and the the leaps and bounds he's come while being Liverpool captain is just sensational mm. you know he's he's gone from a player that the club essentially didn't even really want um and were quite happy to let go 
to be in a club that look uh, to be a player that look we we spoke about recently um, in regards to his new contract where it was looking that, like he, he might be leaving, um, and and we was all sort of campaigning and 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 making a lot of noise around it, saying this guy can't go. He's one of the most important players we have in the entire squad, even at. 34 or 33 I think it was when his contract would be due to run out he, he we knew that he'd still be this this really important figure at Liverpool Football Club and and again that just adds to ju- just how much he's come on as a player um and he demonstrated it again yesterday look I he was just he's brilliant again just him and Thiago did a really really good job at just slowing the game down keeping Liverpool in control of it because as I mentioned before there were certainly patches especially in that first half where we were under a lot of threat from Palace. Um, mm-hmm. They were really trying to put the pressure on us and, and they were looking like the better team. But every time one of those two, whether it be Henderson or Thiago, just got their foot on the ball, they just completely dictated the game um, and just get, kept control for Liverpool and, and kept us kept us in the game at times. Um, I thought it was a, another just brilliant captain's performance win. I'd, I'd have to agree with you. I, when I was watching him yesterday, you know, I kept sort of, finding myself watching Jordan Henderson and, and his art, his movement, the way he talks to players. I think I think even, um, I think Van Dijk made a mistake or played a sloppy pass and Hendo was straight on him, you know, barking in his face. And it's, it's that type of player who, you know, he's not scared of anybody. No, you know, he is the captain and everyone respects that he is the captain and he's the captain for a reason. Deej Hendo, 200 games as captain. Um, what are your thoughts on on the man himself? I mean, he bossed it yesterday, didn't he? I, I, he was in the running for man of the, my, my man of the match choice. Uh, he, he got beaten to the man of the match for me, but uh, he was definitely in the running for it. And uh, I mean, I'm I'm chuffed for the for Jordan uh, as a whole right now that he's actually starting to get the recognition that he deserves, not just from Liverpool fans, but from football fans in general. Because I think for the past five or six years, and he's been been with Liverpool for ten years uh, mm. in the shadow of Steven Gerrard to begin with. Uh, then obviously armband passed over to him the weight of expectation on him nobody really expected him to to do what he has done and it, we thought maybe it might be a temporary appointment until we've got another homegrown lad to come through and and sort of be be that scouse leader uh but i think uh, after the, after his sort of first four years it was kind of clear how how much quality he had but then the rest of football fans were just like ah oh, it's only jordan henderson that lad from sunderland that sort of a, a middle of the road average midfielder and it's only recently that people have started to sort of look at what he's actually doing and be like, hang on a minute, this guy's actually pretty special. And I, mm. I think it took us. That, that season we won the Champions League, people were still saying like, yeah, Henderson's not all that. Then we go on and win the Premier League. And then people are like, ah, hang on a minute. Maybe, maybe he is actually pretty good. And I think <laughs> it's about high time that he gets the appreciation that he deserves as a footballer, not just as a Liverpool player. Uh, and I'm so happy that it's starting to happen now. He's such an important player. And I think I don't think there's a single team in the world that he wouldn't improve. I, I'm trying to think now of, of the other midfields in the Premier League. I think Jordan Henderson walks into all of them, except mm. for maybe Chelsea's. Because I don't, I don't think you could drop Jorginho or Kante in the system that Chelsea play for Hendo. But I think every other team in the league, Hendo could walk into it. I mean, even, even City... I mean, they'd have to change the system that they play because at the moment, the only put, the only player who who Hendo, I think, could really fill in for is Rodri. And I, even then, I think I'd pick Hendo over Rodri for that kind of position anyway. Yeah, yeah, I'd have to agree. Hendo, world-class. Hopefully, another 200 games as captain. I mean, that's a, that's a lot of games. Yeah, uh, <laughs> exactly. exactly. 
Um, Thiago obviously unfortunately limped off with an injury we're waiting to find out what what is happening with him hopefully it won't be a long one but Naby Keita coming on lads and and scoring an absolute worldy uh, Adam what did you think of Naby's goal how how impressed were you with Um, the strike well I I think I think I'll ask a question back to both of you actually was the volley better or was the celebration better? <laughs> I loved the celebration as well. You know, it was. It was you know what? He looked. So he good. looked like he did it. It was like it was like almost like you've seen. I, I've seen a couple of goals Cantona scored where Cantona did the same. It was like Cantona esque, wasn't it? Mm. Um, but for me, it was just just the way he celebrated after that goal. It was like he does it every week. It's like it's just normal for him. Um, yeah. And I really, I really did love it from Naby, and and it was it was another hint of the player that we know that he is. Um, yeah. He scored. Like, if you go back and look, Cater scored loads of those types of goals for Leipzig before he even came to Liverpool. Um, mm. Because it was one of the the big things I was really excited about with Naby Cater. Somebody coming into this team that can he's not afraid to hit a, a ball from range, and and he's actually really accurate when doing it. I think he scored maybe one or two others for Liverpool. Um, but yeah, it was it was just another reminder of that player that we know he can be. Yeah, on his weak foot, first time, pretty much top bins. Yeah. Oh, it was just, it was amazing. And obviously even even special, even more special to, to sort of see it in person, even though it was just as soon as he hit the ball, everyone in front of me was jumping up anyway because <laughs> you could just see it going in. Um, yeah, it was, it, it, was just, it was just brilliant, mate. Yeah, I'd agree. When I was there, I was, you know, I was watching it and, and the, the, the keeper obviously punches it out and everyone around me is like, shoot! And then obviously he smashes it. Absolute bins. And like you say, the celebration, you know, it was just, there's loads of memes going around Twitter. Of, <laughs> they're just, some of them are, some of them are absolutely gold. Deej, what did you uh, make of Nabby's goal? It's an absolute peach, wasn't it? I'm, uh, I'm just hoping that the fella can stay fit. I think this is the, potential for the first season where he's not plagued by injury and we might start seeing some of the player that we actually bought from Leipzig because hmm. uh, I think people Naby Keita now is just that injured guy isn't he to most people and people forget that at Leipzig he was one of their top scorers almost every season he was one of the most progressive centre midfielders Great. Is, and, yeah, yeah he, he also didn't have a bad defensive record either he was a, a proper box to boxer uh, who was absolutely lethal in front of goal as well uh, and so having him fit for a whole season, uh, especially if he's starting regularly, I mean, he people are saying like he's our informed centre midfielder. If I'm honest, I think all of our centre midfielders are, are pretty bang on in form at the moment. But uh, people have been really impressed with Naby at the beginning of the season, and I think rightly so. Uh, but yesterday, I think that that volley was his first meaningful meaningful anything in the game, wasn't it? I mean, did he? I, I don't remember seeing him do much else. I don't remember seeing him get super involved in in any. Uh, in any sort of defensive moves. I don't remember seeing him in like any uh, any sort of nice passing movements to create some play. But then all of a sudden, this volley just pulls out of nowhere. And uh, yeah, that, that, as you say, Adam, the celebration, very Cantonares-esque, <laughs> uh, very entertaining. I th- for me, I think the goal was a little bit more entertaining, but that's... <laughs> <laughs> No, yeah, it was a it was a, a great strike, you know, worthy of being the last the last goal of any game, and hopefully, like you say, lads, we can we can see Naby kick on now and 
start to get a, a run of games together. That 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 is ideal. That's what we want. We want from Naby Keita. Uh, moving on, lads. We're just gonna uh, jump to man of the match. We're not gonna do a full ratings this week because I've got to get to work, unfortunately. But lads, Adam, we'll start with you. Who is your man of the match and why? Um, I think it's probably going to be pretty obvious. I'm going to take a guess that it's going to be the same for all three of us, but it, it's going to have to be James Milner. The, just, yeah. just the way he came into that game. And, and you don't really have to go further beyond the, the, the stats that Deej read out near the start of the show. Um, you know, just, just being the best player on the pitch in so many different areas, how can you not get it? And I, th- I think there were some players that, that were close, uh, Deej hinted at obviously Henderson. Fabinho, I think for me was brilliant, um, and so, so was Van Dijk and Salah as, as just other honourable nominees. Um, but James Milner was just just utterly fantastic throughout the entire game, uh, even when we did look shaky. Mm. Yep, Deesh, who was your man of the match and what? Uh, well, surprise, surprise, it's Millie. But um, <laughs> for me, it was it was a, a choice out of three players. It was it was Milner, Henderson, or Salah for me. And I think I had to give it to Milner because, I mean, let's just remind people, 113 touches, 69 passes, 40 passes in the opposition half, 13 crosses, four tackles, just shy of 11 kilometres covered and 19 sprints. All of those better than anyone else on the pitch. And he was playing in a position that is not his natural position. The fact that uh, a guy in his mid-30s can play Premier League football at a level in a position that he's not super familiar with and be the best player on the pitch blows my mind. And that's why it had to go for James Milner. The guy is an absolute workhorse. <laughs> yeah, Milner is my man of the match. Hat-trick of man of the matches for James Milner. From the Soul of Poor Podcast, congratulations, James. I'm sure this means more to you than the three points did yesterday. Um, but... <laughs> <laughs> uh, right lads I think that's about time we will hopefully be back uh, with a preview to the Carabao Cup game with Norwich but thank you all for listening and cheery bye find more great shows or join the team at sport-social.co.uk Sports Social Podcast Network This Mother's Day treat mom to healthy glowing skin with Osea's limited edition skincare sets Osea has been making clean, seaweed-infused products for nearly 30 years. Their advanced eye care duo brightens and firms skin around your eyes, while the Golden Glow Body Trio nourishes and smooths skin all over. They both come in giftable boxes with savings up to $46 and free shipping for a limited time. Go to oseamalibu.com and use code MOM for 10% off your first order site-wide.